All right, so it was the second half of a back-to-back. Yep. On the road. Yep. With travel. Yep. Leaves her with other best player, one of the best players in the world. Yep. So you know why they lost. The refs. The refs. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What the Not nice! There's a giant hit! You hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Lose 4-1 to the Detroit Red Wings. Boo! I didn't think it was an overly complicated game. It shouldn't take that long to talk about. But what should take a while to talk about is the Bobby McMahon goal that was not. First, think you know which way it's gonna go? When it comes to a review, I don't. But if you do, you can make your bet at Sports Interaction. I dropped a toonie on the Leafs to win tonight. I'm upset. I did win on Tampa beating Vancouver though, because obviously. When the puck drops, Sports Interaction has you covered before the game, live betting on all major sports and prop bets. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or the app sportsinteraction.com SDPN or the app 19 plus, please play responsibly. So this is one of those losses where you don't freak out too much, at least not at the Leafs. Well, there are things to be upset about, but you know how the Leafs won literally 24 hours ago? We were talking about them experimenting with the lineup and it's okay to let Matthews get a rest and hey, look, they won. I mean, this is the other side of that. This is the risk you run when you've racked up a bunch of points and you're consistently a top five team in the league, consistently top three, and at the beginning of the day, top two. Go figure the one night that Boston loses the Leafs do too. But sometimes when you let a star rest when you maybe didn't necessarily have to or you try out other guys in the lineup it doesn't always work. Wayne Simmons in for Brad Hunt and Wayne Simmons in for Brad Hunt. Jordy Ben in for oh my god. Wayne Simmons in for Brad Hunt up front and oh my god. Wayne Simmons in for Brad Hunt up front. Jordy Ben in for Connor Timmons in the back end. Steve, you'll be okay. Wayne Simmons in for Brad Hunt. Jordy Ben in for Connor Timmons. I don't think either change made the Leafs better. Wayne with that interference penalty that just made me groan as soon as it happened. Of course, man. He's arguing with the ref. Before the ref's arm even went up, I'm like, what are you doing? Jordy Ben took a penalty as well. I didn't think he had a particularly bad game. It's just, I mean, there's... Really no excuse to take Connor Timmons out of the lineup when you don't have to unless he's banged up. He's playing too well. He's just, he's playing flat out too well. He should maybe be in the top six when everyone's healthy. Excluding Jake Muzzin from everyone in there because like we just don't think he's coming back apparently. Give Detroit their due. They were better. They were the better team than the Leafs. I mean the best thing I would take away from that game is Ilya Samsonov held the Leafs in that game. He gave them a chance to win and that's all you can really ask of the guy. He's fiery. He's competitive. He didn't like allowing that late goal to Moritz Sider. And no, a goalie doesn't ever like allowing a goal. But that was particularly fiery. That goal had no impact on the game. The Leafs were not coming back and winning it. What was it? With like 20 seconds to go, they were already down two. What's the illusion? He just knew he was having a good night and he didn't want to get beat. His numbers deserve to be better than they are. So this is maybe going to be a little bit more of a questions heavy video, but let's talk about the Bobby McMahon goal. So Bobby McMahon, who is quickly becoming a fan favorite because he's kind of great like legitimately one of the best leaf forwards in this game and i think he's a player who a lot of leaf fans even the hardcore ones 
did not know existed prior to his call-up. My job is to cover the team, and when they called him up, I was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, for sure, I remember. I did the Prospect Pyramid video, I probably even talked about him, I don't, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember what tier I put him in. I might not have put him in one at all, he's 26. Hard not to love him, he's an unlikely story. Guys like him should not be playing in the NHL. Three seasons in the AJHL, that's the Alberta Junior Hockey League, it's Junior A, with the Bonneville Pontiacs, which is a real team. Four seasons with Colgate University, and he's doing pretty well in his final season at Colgate University. World stops! Splits 2020-2021 with the Marlies and the Wichita Thunder of the ECHL. He played in the ECHL with the Newfoundland Growlers as recently as last season. Signs an NHL contract, he's playing really well with the Marlies this year. Player of the Week honors, he gets called up. Looks really good in the first game. Plays the second game. And the way he played in this one, even if Matthews comes back on Saturday, McMahon should be in the lineup on Saturday. Where do you take out? One of the players who didn't play as well as Bobby McMahon did in this one, which is most of them. And so there's a battle in front of the Detroit net. It's the father's trip. His dad is watching. Come on! Puck is loose. He kicks it to his stick. Scores! Bobby McMahon! His first NHL! Goal! You're just, you're just not allowed to celebrate goals anymore. Dude, what have we done? Listen, we all watch all the games. That makes us broadcasting experts. What do you expect every time there's a goal? Seriously, how does it go? There's the broadcast camera. It's showing a wide shot of the game. Goal goes in. You can count to about one and a half Mississippi after the goal goes in. Tight shot of the goal scorer celebrating. Then what comes after that is a bit of a wild card. You might get an ISO shot on the guy who screwed up. It's his first NHL goal, so you might get an ISO of one of the players skating to the puck to grab it out of the net. Might get a great shot of his dad. Oh, you did it, son. But a staple of every goal is the camera immediately goes to a coach who is looking down at a screen. Because rather than be happy or sad about anything, that coach is wondering what millions of hockey fans around the world are wondering, should this exciting moment have counted? And we review it, and the answer is of course, no. And the reason the answer is no is because the rule says no. Be fair, Leaf fans, this is the rule. Bobby McMahon kicked the puck, it went off of something, that something wasn't a Leaf player, it went in, you can't do that. It's no goal. That is the rule. And officiating, I know people weren't very happy with it in this game, officiating had nothing to do with it. Officials call the rules. That's the rule. Can't kick it in. Doesn't matter how it went in, and we'll talk about that, but you cannot kick it in. How it went in, though, is the rub. And I gotta really hope for some bend in the rules. This should count. I know it's against the current rules, but the rules should be this counts, and let me explain why. And yeah, Devils fans who happen to be eavesdropping on this conversation, I'll get to you too. Listen, this game is played on knife shoes, and you can't just be kicking the puck willy-nilly. On account of, that's dangerous as heck! And I thought this insight from Cam Chiron, who spent the better part of a decade working for the Maple Leafs until this season when he got back into media with The Athletic, I, I thought this observation was pretty insightful. Correct no goal call. The point of the rule is to prevent players from kicking at the puck in scrums. If the puck is deemed to have been propelled by a kick, the rulebook says, even by means of subsequent deflection, which there was, it is to be disallowed. So again, the matter at hand here, that is against the current rules. What Bobby McMahon did, it's against the rules. Goal shouldn't count. It's against the rules. Flat out, don't need to say it anymore. The reason for the rule is pretty interesting, mainly because you watch any hockey game ever, 
and you will see 40 million scrums per game where players are just kicking at the puck with their knife shoes. Because you cannot kick the puck. Unless of course you're in a puck battle along the boards and you're both kicking at it. Almost any puck battle ever you're gonna see guys kicking at the puck whether it's hard or gentle. The essence of wanting to cut back on kicks within scrums is good. It is watered down however by the fact that you are allowed to kick the puck anywhere. Literally anywhere in any situation except for scoring a goal. You can kick the puck to your own stick, which Bobby McMahon was very obviously trying to do in this situation. You can kick the puck to a teammate. You can hoof the thing down the, if your stick breaks and you blast the thing like Messi on a penalty kick, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You can kick it down and maybe it'll be icing. That might get a whistle. You know what? You can kick it and what if it takes a funny bounce and it beats the goalie? You could, in theory, kick it from behind your own net and score and it'd be disallowed. But every human being involved would be like, that's the goalie's fault. The guy who kicked it had next to nothing to do with it. You're just dumb. You're just kind of bad at your job. Or maybe not always, but definitely on this play you were bad at your job. I've seen on more than one occasion a player break their stick and then just kick the puck down the ice like they're at the World Cup. Basically what I'm saying is you're allowed to kick the puck. I understand why you're not allowed to kick the puck into the net. You can't just be kicking the puck into the net. That's not hockey and it's part of the rules and it is a bit of a safety thing. I understand that even though it's allowed everywhere else. Here's the thing, Bobby McMahon did not kick this puck into the net, like at all. Like he did the opposite actually. People were talking about it like Bobby McMahon kicked the puck across the crease. It's sort of, he kicked it across and up. He kicked the puck very literally in the opposite direction of the net. If you're the net and my mouth is the direction of the puck, it's like, it's like if I was just talking to you from here and I'm like, hey, you look at me when I'm talking to you. And the reason Bobby McMahon kicked it there wasn't because he wanted the puck to get further from the net. He wasn't trying to clear the net. He doesn't work for the Detroit Red Wings. He just got here, but surely he knows what color his jersey is. He was trying to kick the puck to himself, his left-handed stick, so that he could shoot it and put it in the net, which he very likely would have in the scenario. But what prevented him from doing that was Oli Mata, Detroit defender, didn't realize Mata was still on Detroit, and I swear the Leafs just played them. He was skating towards his own net and knocked this thing in. He had an active role in putting the puck into Detroit's net. Now this is where Devils fans are gonna get very upset at me because you might remember the third disallowed goal in the New Jersey game that caused their fans to throw all kinds of garbage on the ice was a kick from Eric Halla that went off of a Toronto Maple Leaf skate, namely Nick Robertson, and into the net. That was called back. And the reason it was called back is that's the rule. We all acknowledge that's the rule. I was relieved when I saw it at the time because I knew it wasn't a goal because that's the rule. The big difference that I see between that no goal call and this no goal call is Nick Robertson is standing in the Leafs crease. He's not moving. The puck does angle in off his skate so it's his fault in that way but he doesn't actively put the puck into his own net. It's passive. Oli Mata puts the puck into the Detroit net himself, like actively flying in like Superman. And I got an idea. What if you just didn't score on yourself? Like there is some precedence for this, like goalie interference, for example. If a player 
knocks into your goalie, it's goalie interference, how dare you call the goal back. But if you see an opposing player bowl over a goalie and he was hit into his own goalie by his own idiot defender hitting the guy into his own goalie, then they go, yeah, stupid, you shouldn't have done that, and they make the goal count anyway. We've seen this many times in many games. It's gone in favor of the Leafs, it's gone against the Leafs. Remember, uh, th there was one with Marner earlier in the season. There is precedence for, yeah, I know this happened, but also, it's your fault anyway. I guess it's not a complete disaster because I look at this non-goal and the Hall of non-goal and think either both should count or neither should. Neither did. Again, a lot of people upset with the refs. They did their job here. They got the rule right. I guess the question is what's Bobby McMahon supposed to do? Because that play has happened a million times where players have been in front and saw, saw the puck and kicked it to themselves onto their stick and scored. And the reason Bobby McMahon was not able to do that on this play had nothing to do with Bobby McMahon. It was Olimata coming in to save the day. And people were rightly asking the question, where is the line drawn? Like, I don't think Mata put it into his net on purpose, but what if a player does? Is that accounted for in the rules? Maybe it is, somewhere, I don't know. I haven't read the whole thing front to back, it's pretty long. But what if a player kicks the puck across the crease and you can just boot the puck into your own net and you just, yeah, no goal. It's even better than knocking the net off. Matt, write this down. Whatever, it's no goal. They did get the call right and Bobby McMahon after the performance he had in this game, better be in the lineup on Saturday where he's gonna get his first. Now naturally, only a few minutes later, Lucas Raymond scores off of a turnover in the neutral zone. And I'm sorry, it all starts with Morgan Riley. When Austin Matthews is out of the lineup, you talk about all the players who need to be great. The goalie is the free space, whoever the goalie is. You talk about John Tavares, the captain, high paid player, great. Mitch Marner, unbelievable player, Great. William Nylander, unreal player, team's leading scorer, great. Morgan Riley should always be in that conversation. The Leafs' defense has been a strength of theirs this season, and we're not used to saying that as a fan base over the last, well, I'm only 34. But talking to my uncles and your uncles, I get the impression it's been a lot longer! And he has had some bright spots, but since returning from injury, Morgan Riley, who I like, has been substandard. And this is just a bad play. And I gotta say, in a game where I didn't think a lot of guys had a bad game, he had a bad game. There was one play in the third period where he made an incredible back-checking play where he got back in time and broke the play up with a stick. The reason it happened in the first place is he took a 0.1% shot on net that very didn't go on net, it hit a bunch of shins because of course it did, and that resulted in a turnover. Sinsanov is there to give you a chance to win, he is not there to perform miracles, and that's what the Leafs needed on this play, and he couldn't provide it. Second period, the Leafs are on the penalty kill. Alexander Kerfoot, who's pretty good on the penalty kill. Kerfoot drops his stick during the penalty kill, and Robbie Fabry, very conveniently, moved the stick with his feet. Blink, blink. I'm going to repeat that so we all heard it. He moved it with his feet and it's fine because it wasn't a distinct kicking motion. Can someone give these guys gold in the semantics Olympics? Anyway, that's just great gamesmanship from Robbie Fabry. I, I don't think he broke a rule there. Kerfoot though made the wrong choice. I have often said that if you break your stick or lose your stick on a play, you're essentially useless and should just get off the ice. It's a little different. Detroit has possession and you're on the penalty kill already. Kerfoot, by choosing to go and get the stick, leaves the Leafs 
essentially on a very impromptu five on three penalty kill. Fabry steps in, Fabry shoots, Fabry scores, 2-0 Detroit, a hole that the Leafs would never crawl out of. A few minutes later, Rasmus Sandin throws it on, a Detroit player, I think it was Dylan Larkin, knocks it into his own net, now Detroit has scored all four goals in this game, including the one that didn't count. Early in the third, Jake Wallman takes out Pontus Holmberg into the boards super hard, and Red Wings fans were complaining that it wasn't tripping. Okay, fine. What made me most mad was Holmberg flew into the boards, flew, junk first, on the ground, a thousand miles an hour, somehow gets up perfectly fine, and Jake Wallman was upset with him like he dove. Listen, I get being upset about the trip call and you don't think that you did it. What do you think, Holmberg did that on purpose? Leafs weren't able to capitalize on that one, and Holmberg, who was elevated in the lineup in the third period, draws another penalty to give the Leafs another power play, and John Tavares takes a slash to negate it. The Red Wings spent the rest of the third period beating up Michael Bunting with absolute impunity because this is a great league, the best league. He ripped off his helmet by himself, no idea why he'd do that. Empty net, Ben Sherratt with a Hail Mary, and it goes in because of course it does. Of course it does. And then of course Moritz Sider got the late one too. It just wasn't the Leafs' night. I do get having your complaints about this one, and I have my complaints about this one. It just wasn't the Leafs' night. I'm not overly worried about it. Oh well. Questions, and this time I didn't ask for them on Twitter, I asked for it on this YouTube channel right here. There's the community tab, if you click around you can find it, and I'm gonna start to use that I think sometimes after the game, uh, if you're a subscriber and you wanna ask a question. From Benjamin, how would you explain this game to someone watching their first hockey game? That was brutal. Okay Benjamin, here's the thing, we, we can talk about how bad the officiating was, and it was, uh, we can talk about the goal getting disallowed and all the intricacies with that. I feel like that might be too much overload for them, but this isn't their fault and it's not the ref's fault, it's your fault. Because this is your friend and they are watching hockey for the first time because you told them to and you told them to watch a Thursday night game on the second half of a back-to-back -back with travel. That's your fault. Bad friend. From Pursued Bubble. Never mind cost, if our goal is to win, is this game finally enough proof that we need more center depth? This team really struggles when we're missing one of the big two. It's why I've been such a big proponent of going after Horvat as opposed to someone like Meyer. I'm definitely pro going after Horvat. That sounds like a good idea, on account of he's a really good player. I like Timo Meyer too. What if you got both? You can't get both, but what if you did? That is something where I think it's a feature, not a bug. Because what you are asking the Leafs to do is replace Austin Matthews. I don't think they can do that. Um, it's like asking the Bruins to replace David Posternak. There are ways they could do it as a team, but you can't just replace the guy. The Avalanche have great depth on D. If they lose Makar, they can't replace them. They have guys who are good. They're fine. They don't have Makar. Did you watch any Avalanche games where JT Comfort was their first line center? I did. Was not the same. I do wonder if the Leafs are asking themselves that question though because I saw what Sheldon Keefe did with Pontus Holmberg in the third period as a challenge. Go on, get out there kid. And honestly, even though they didn't score, 
I thought he rose to the challenge. He drew two calls. You're asking him to build chemistry with brand new line mates who bear some responsibility in that on the second half of a back-to-back road with travel. It's a difficult situation, and I thought he did all right. Listen, I think anytime you go out and get a winger, you hope to get a guy who can also play center. The Leafs having Horvat on the wing or third line center or whatever would be hilarious. Is ice surfing ever going to come back? I miss realizing it was ice surfing day and not watching. Why do I feel like this is Adam's burner account and he's making fun of me? So as far as I know, ice surfing is just done and it's not coming back, but there is a piece of it on the Sportsnet set. Actually, there's several pieces of it. I think I've told this story before, but here's what happened. We recorded uh, an episode of ice surfing or we streamed an episode of ice surfing and then a few days later, the world stopped because of COVID and everything shut down. And after a long while, all the stuff on that set, a bunch of it was mine, got put into a box. And then something happened. While the world was shut down, Sportsnet moved out of the CBC studios where we streamed ice surfing from. So I didn't know where that box went. And I emailed people, and I called people, and I tried to find out where that box went. And then they move into the new Hockey Night Studios, and I turn on the TV, and I'm like, that's my stuff! There's several things of mine on this set, but the most notable one is the clover that you can usually see over the shoulder of at least one of the panel members on any given night. Inside the clover, you'll see PQ. This is the commemorative Pat Quinn patch that both the Leafs and the Canucks wore uh, on their jersey shortly after Pat Quinn's passing. A friend of mine gave it to me as a gift. I put it in a frame. I brought it to the set one day and then the world shut down. Actually, this Curtis Joseph mask uh, that I got from a hockey store that was up the street when I lived in Oshawa, uh, that was on the set. And one day I was in there and I just took it because I wanted it back. <laughs> My book is there, a few other books are there. There's KHL pucks, there's Australian Ice Hockey League pucks. There's, a, there's actually quite a few things on that set. I, there's a Blue Jackets All-Star game from 2015 stick. So yeah, I don't know why I told you that long story, but there it is. So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe, please, if you really liked it. I'm trying to get to 200 thousand subscribers on here if you watch all the time and you're not subscribed consider subscribing tell all your friends to do the same they're gonna win on saturday i know it's against boston but i, I think the bruins are due to go on a little losing streak don't you